Hi, I'm Tim Neubauer. This is our first podcast in a series called Training in the Metaverse. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about virtual reality and immersive training. My co-host today is Lance Loesberg. Lance, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure, Tim. I'm the CEO of Bigler 360, and we specialize in creating virtual reality content and immersive solutions. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to start in the industry or technology of virtual reality in the early 90s, then giving away my age here, <laughs> and um, was responsible for forming a team to create the first 360-degree video of commercial use for General Motors back in 1998. So from that point on, we've done a lot of various different types of applications and creating new scenarios and environments of all types. Um, and we've also worked in a lot of different industries. Uh, as of the last few years, we've been doing a lot of training applications and uh, the effectiveness of how that's been helping uh, companies uh, to train their uh, employees. That's awesome. A little bit about myself. Uh, once again, my name is Tim Neubauer, and uh, I'm the uh, president and founder of Exceed Safety. We're a safety consulting company, and we do a lot of training, but we also do a lot of other consulting. Uh, this is very uh, interesting for me, and I'd like to talk to you a little more about, about the virtual reality technology. In our first session, we're going to be talking about um, uh, what is virtual reality and, and what are some of the, uh, uh, the features and benefits of that. Sure. Uh, I'm a teacher. I, I'm an educator. I'm a facilitator. Mm -hmm. I make my money out of being in front of the classroom talking to people. Right. And during the pandemic, I've been a little challenged having to do this remotely. Mm -hmm. So talk to me a little bit about how virtual reality can help me increase retention, people paying attention, engagement. How, how can virtual reality technology help me in that? Well, it, it can help in, in a various number of ways. Um, but primarily, it's going to help be able to train people remotely so that they can actually practice or train in environments at home or wherever they may, or their office, wherever they want to be, and not physically have to be present in those locations where they'll be working. And in doing so, uh, they can do it repetitively, and they can be able to create or they be able to um, hone their expertise. Okay, so they, they have – well, that, that brings up a really good topic. Um, so the follow-up to that is – I have had concerns about retention, especially when I'm doing this virtually. How can I make sure, what does virtual reality do, immersive learning do, to help me help the students retain that knowledge? Right, and that's one of the powers of, of the virtual reality uh, or these immersive environments is you're putting somebody or, um, or a person who's, who's experiencing this in a virtual reality headset where it's blocking off any external distractions. So they're not texting their wife or their husband or the kids or their uh, friends. It'd be very difficult to do so. <laughs> And when, they're, and when they're inside of these worlds, so to speak, or you, uh, participating in a virtual reality environment, um, they're, they're focused on that environment or scenario that they're, engage, they're engaged in at that time. Uh, and it's um, a powerful way for them to not only understand and comprehend what's going on around them, it's showing by studies that the retention is greater than what it would be of any other type of training. That's interesting, mm -hmm. but it sounds like a video game. How, how, how is this training in virtual reality different than the gamers out there? Well, that is the, the, the uh, I guess, um, perspective most people have taken because virtual reality started really in gaming mm -hmm. to, 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 for most uh, 
uh, people have seen or recognized or understand. Right. Um, but it, it also can be used for serious mm-hmm. uh, occasions, or, or in this case, we're talking about training. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be a very compelling and fun experience in, if, if desired to do so, or it can be you know strictly serious and and uh, and tailored toward whatever the company would like their 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 um, their trainees right. to experience. So I'm all about fun, um, but what about uh, repetition? Uh, you do the same thing over and over again in the real world. You tend to get bored, distracted. Everybody else is kind of like wandering around out into the uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to the warehouse or out into the field. How is this different? So, and for our company anyway, we create these experiences so they're they're very engaging and compelling to the mm-hmm. to the trainee. Um, and again, we're you know guided by the, the company's desires of, of what the environments are, what they want the trainee to experience and how to experience it. So, but we can create it in a very, you know, unique and different and, and fun way, if you will. Um, but they'll still be learning. Um, and again, if it, they wanted, didn't want to have it to be a, a fun experience, but it won't be maybe as engaging, but right. we've done that as well. Uh, so it's really, it, the, the beauty of it is it can be customized. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's less dangerous? Well, that's that, that for sure, because you can, again, by sending a trainee a virtual mm-hmm. reality headset or giving them one, they can be inside of maybe a real dangerous uh, site or location or confined space, uh, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. and not have the, the risk of getting injured. So they can go through the entire experiences and see positive and negative results of what their actions may be. Um, but they're never going to be harmed by the outcome in this case. Just hit the reset and go back and, and be able to do Just it start again. over again or, or continue forward, yes. It's, a, it's very um, great for a safety person yeah. to, to hear that. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a comforting is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. We started out talking about a little bit about uh, the remote training, and I wanted to touch base on the return on investment. Uh, you know, uh, I, I fly everywhere. I rent a classroom. I go in there and sit down. I have a, 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 a classroom in North Carolina. Um, you know, and sometimes I fly these people in. So talk to me a little bit about how this can save us money. Sure. And uh, and that's been an, another positive effect from implementing uh, virtual reality for, for training mm-hmm. in particular. Um, there's the – you reduce or eliminate pretty much any travel expenses. If you get airplane, hotel, car rentals, uh, even facility rentals and those types of things. Uh, time as well. Um, not as much time spent traveling and doing those types of things. So by putting a virtual reality headset in the mail to the trainee or just handing them off to them is a lot cheaper than all those other expenses incurred. Uh, Not to mention that by studies are showing that training in virtual reality is actually reducing the actual physical training time of of what would be physically training. So that that's a, a, a cost that you probably put a big number on. So um, we usually train to the clock, and what you're saying is that I can probably get equal or greater bang for my buck in less time. That that is exactly. that is incredible. Mm-hmm. You'd mentioned that you mail the the goggles out. I got a couple of buddies that are real gamers, and they have their own stuff. Is this something that uh, somebody could just log into and use their own stuff, or is there some other? methodology that, that requires us to use certain equipment. Yeah, it, it depends on, on how the application is structured. So if, if you wanted uh, to be able to compatible with other types of virtual reality headsets, we can create the application or build the application such that it be compatible for certain devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to be as agnostic as possible. Um, most companies want to have some kind of control or at least be able to monitor 
in some some way of what devices are being used by the trainee and what's more effective or less effective uh, at that, that standpoint. And there's also, we can talk this down the road, but there's a collection of data too. Mm-hmm. So if the, uh, the company wanted to know how often the trainee is, is doing these exercises and what they're doing or what they're not doing, those kinds of data points, we can collect all various types of data points as well. That would depend on the device they're using. Right. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense. Um, what happens if I, I, I don't want to go out and invest in this just yet, but I want to see what, what it looks like? Is there a way for me to look at this on, on, on the, uh, the Internet and go to a website and kind of see what it looks like? I know it's probably not going to be as cool, mm-hmm. but, but is there a way for me to preview this stuff? Yeah, well, the best way is, is, well, at least what we do is we'll provide a demonstration. We'll right. come visit you, you come visit us, and we'll give you a firsthand demonstration of what it is that we, you, know, you would be getting mm-hmm. or, and then what, what customization that can be done. Uh, the other way to do it is as well as that if it's a 360 video type of VR experience, mm-hmm. it actually can be played back on like a YouTube type thing on a desktop or, or a mobile device. And they can actually view it and pan around with their mouse or look around or move their device around to be able to, to see uh, the what the experience is. Obviously, it's not going to be as immersive if you're putting on a virtual reality headset, but it you still can see what it, what it is. We talked about being less dangerous. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the ability for it to, uh, uh, that we can repeat the training over and over again. I love the data, and I really want to spend another uh, a podcast topic talking later on right. about how to capture and do that data, because that, that's important for me. You know, uh, the, the running joke of executives like see shiny, mm-hmm. colorful charts, and the, that yeah. is certainly for me. Uh, and then the retention of knowledge. That was something that was really yeah. huge for me, is that, that I know how much people remember mm-hmm. uh, when I teach and the fact that or the opportunity to for virtual reality to increase that in less time is pretty uh, pretty uh, uh, impactful for me right um, did I miss anything yeah I think there's actually uh, something that um, we get a lot questioned a lot about mm-hmm. and that is because of the, uh, the, the technology in itself um, people tend to think it's very complex, confusing, and hard to use, especially for older generations. Ah. And where gamer, gamers or, or kids mm-hmm. you know, adapt to it right away, just like it's, it's nothing to them. Right. But somebody who's not familiar with it may have a little more trouble. So that is a, it's a very good question. So my and, demographics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it it's all depends on you know, how technically adverse or non-adverse you are. Right. But what, what we do as a company is we make sure we understand who the user base is, who is going to be actually physically using these devices and experiencing the virtual reality environments so that we can customize it to make it as simple as possible, uh, even if it's a senior citizen or where it may be, and it's, it's basically a plug-and-play right. scenario. And that's, that's what we do as a company. Is there any uh, um, research on... Um on retention uh, that we can talk about in a future podcast? Absolutely. Yeah, there, there has been studies, and, and uh, it, it's showing the, uh, the effectiveness and, and of, of retention using virtual reality. Mm-hmm. Lance, what is or isn't a metaverse? Well, there's a lot of people have different definitions for what a metaverse is. Um, and it seems to be whatever you want it to be this time. A buzzword. But it is a buzzword uh, right now. Um, and it's it's like years ago what the Internet was. Nobody really could give a specific definition. As time goes on, it gets more refined. And the metaverse is kind of in that, that stage right now. But if you can think of all various types of technologies and people talk about NFTs and uh, uh, cryptocurrency, virtual reality, extended reality, augmented reality. Um, think of it more as an immersive way to connect uh, among you know, people or, or businesses, wherever it may be. Um, at some point in time, it'll 
be as if you're there, but you're not. <laughs> so it's kind of like the, the, you mentioned NFTs, mm-hmm. non-fungible token. It's like, yeah. I have no idea what those actually are. I can't even spell fungible. But right. <laughs> but yeah, so, so Metaverse is kind of like that. It's, it's the Wild West at this point. It's not clearly defined. Um, so, so as we go through, hopefully we're going to come up with some kind of a definition, how it applies to, to what, what you do, which is filming immersive or virtual 360 degree content. Yeah. It, uh, again, it's, it's, it's a, it's, I mean, some people might have their own definition, which is mm-hmm. fine. But in my opinion, I guess, is uh, it's not really a, a definable word at this point in time as it evolves. But it is a, a all-encompassing thought process, or if you will be, of what uh, many different technologies can converge. Uh, and the primary, um, I guess, aspect of it all is a communication vehicle that's very immersive where people can connect or be with one another without physically being there and also transact business or various types of things of that nature. It's, uh, to me, it's so exciting to hear all those cutting edge, which you told me have been around for 30, 40 years, <laughs> 50 years. I just wasn't paying attention. It's exciting uh, to think about the potential on there. Yeah. But I want to circle back around to our first segment where I was talking about uh, uh, the fact that I do my training in person. And uh, when I do go online, I have some concerns about the the, the students, the participants mm-hmm. paying attention. Right. And, and we talked a little bit about you can't um, – um, you can't uh, uh, text your friends, or but but I want to I want to know something about retention. You right. know how is this different? Is there any studies or or information you might have that could help us out with that? There, there's sure there's been there've been several studies and it's and it has shown or proven to be very effective for retention in particular. Um, psychologists are actually using virtual reality to help treat people with various types of phobias: fear heights, fear of flying, um, public speaking, uh, post traumatic disorder, uh, stress disorders, mm-hmm. soldiers coming back from war and they're they're understanding these environments and be able to comprehend this um the the i guess the uh the psychological aspects of what they need to to get from that right uh, price waterhouse uh, recently did a, a study where they're showing that focus on the content mm-hmm. that's being delivered virtuality is four times greater than would be learned in a classroom or in a in a first person scenario right. I, i'd like to um, stop for a second right there because four times now, I, when you were saying that, Lance, I kind of had a flashback to uh, I had to take this online course that was 40 hours long. And, and I got to tell you, I have five monitors in front of me. Right. And, and one of those was that class, and the other four were full of things that were trying to make me not fall asleep or, or just pass mm-hmm. out. And so you're saying that this content is four times. Four times greater mm-hmm. of, of the individual's focus. That takes it's away also, four of my screens. It, it will think, <laughs> uh, and then lop this on top. But it's also they show in, this, in the price wars study that's that people are um, are learning four times faster than they are conventionally. So not only you're getting four times the uh, retention, but you're also getting it four times faster than you wow. would otherwise. That's uh, it's pretty that's powerful. Impressive. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm, I'm thinking that you know those whole day training classes can, if I can convert them to virtual reality, might only be a two hour class, and I get far more retention. Um, that that's amazing. Yeah, and just to throw a couple more numbers at you from that study, since you brought <laughs> it up, as I look at my notes here, um, they're also saying that two hundred seventy five percent. Um, greater confidence in the learned content 
that the individual is getting. So they're they're gaining that much more confidence, 270 times, 75 times more than they would otherwise in a classroom, than by, by using virtual reality. And on top of that, it's 3.75 percent or times more. They're more, more emotionally connected to it as well. So there's an emotional factor, and that shows the importance or like the effectiveness of virtual reality. As you're giving those last two uh, <clears throat> uh, um, statistics, though, what I was really thinking of was um, people who have to climb up ladders uh, to access mezzanines or oh, yeah. roofs or, yeah. or construction workers, mm -hmm. and to be able to have confidence in doing that skill is, is, is and, and emotionally invested. Right. You know, I always say going up ladders, not the hard parts, getting on and getting off. And to be able to teach that skill in a safe environment, um, in in a virtual environment, um, to me is, is, is huge. And it gives them the confidence to do that job safely. That That's, that's awesome. And, and on top of that, I mean, they're currently using virtual reality to help people overcome the fear of heights. So if somebody's afraid to go up the ladder, you can actually use that to help them to overcome the fear of climbing to the top of the ladder. I'm not going to take that because I want to stay fear uh, fearful <laughs> of heights so I can stay on the ground. <laughs> um, so we talked a little bit uh, in this uh, segment about um, uh, getting people to pay attention. Um, uh, and we talked a little bit about the statistics, which are amazing. But I want to touch on one last topic. Uh, how can I monitor that they're actually doing what they're doing and that they're getting – that I'm getting feedback in an appropriate way? Right. So um, and what our company does is we customize these virtual reality applications for the client's needs mm -hmm. and purposes. We also recommend or at least expose to them what the possibilities and capabilities are, mm -hmm. one of which is collecting data. So from the user standpoint of the trainee, we can collect various types of data points, whether it be how often or the frequency of use, the length of use, the accuracy, uh, the viewing perspective of where they're looking at certain times and where they're not looking, those kinds of scenarios. There's, very, there's a lot of different data points that we can capture that can be beneficial to not only help the trainee when you supervisor, whoever sits down with them and says, you need to improve upon these points, mm -hmm. or help them in the actual uh, creating the instruction material right. so that people better perform. So um, as you were uh, describing that, I, I think that when I do a training class, at the end of the class, there's a hands-on test and there's a written test. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm really good at, at written tests so that that's no measure that I actually know or will retain. The hands-on is hands-on. And then they fill out a review and say, Tim was wonderful and he's really smart. You know, <laughs> But I don't actually know what they learned. And so this, what you're talking about capturing the data, I know when they're looking and not looking. I know how many times they reviewed it, how fast they went through it. These are, these are exactly. incredible uh, tools to help develop content and improve it. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, that, that's, yeah. uh, uh, that is amazing. Yeah. Any other uh, things you want to talk about on the data capture or retention? Um, I, I, we, we cover a lot of it. Um, I'm sure there's more that I just can't come to the top of the mind right now. <laughs> That's all right. We, <laughs> we, have, uh, we have a later. few more uh, podcasts to, to do here. Yeah. Uh, it, you sure. know, I, I find it funny that people at my company always ask me tech questions. Like, I know it, but I just Google it or I call somebody on the phone. So you're giving me goggles and, 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 what, and then you're asking me to do this in my office where nobody else is around. Kind of talk to me about how we can overcome some of these tech Challenges. Yeah, and it's, it's a very important question, too, because it, um, if, if people aren't going to utilize this technology or have trouble engaging with it, they won't use it. Mm -hmm. And they won't have a good experience with it. They're not going to be able to, to 
gather or gain uh, uh, gain the benefits from it. Right. So as a company, we make uh, extraordinary effort to make sure that we understand who the users are going to be mm -hmm. uh, using uh, the technology or the virtual reality training aspect in this case. And we able to customize it to make it as simple as possible for them. Um, this you know could be seniors or whatever it may be. Younger generations adapt a lot quicker, but we have ways that we can make it so it's plug and play, so to speak. Mm -hmm. The person puts on the VR headset and they're already engaged and ready to go. There's no have to go through a bunch of different steps and configurations and you know, calibrations and as, as such. So it's really important that we understand um, you know, the user base and then how we customize the interface mm -hmm. for that user base so they're not fear and fear of it or they're stumbling around or that kind of get lost with it. Um, that's very important. Okay, so um, I don't want to really get into the software aspect uh, at this point, but but there's there's different. I'm sure there's a million different uh, uh, software technologies out there, but you would pick one that would fit the client, so they would have. Um, Consistent software that fits their needs. Yeah, in a way, I guess, in creating these <laughs> scenarios. So there's a couple ways you can do it. Is one is which is called 360 video, where we go actually physically shoot using mm -hmm. you know cameras that that shoot in spherical, 360 degree spherical environments or variations of. Or we can create them in animation way and doing it, uh, or a combination of of the two in, in some aspects or the other, which you can go into depth at another point in time. But yes, it, it's a matter of understanding the objectives and uh, what needs to be um, messaging that needs to be put across and what the trainee has to uh, uh, perform, how they have to perform, mm -hmm. and then make sure that we create or utilize the right tools for the job, so to speak. And that's always a, the methodology. Very interesting. We've covered a lot in this uh, on these three segments right here, and I wanted to uh, to kind of spend a few minutes uh, uh, re uh, reviewing uh, before we uh, uh, wrap up our, mm -hmm. our uh, podcast here. Uh, when we started out, we talked about the return on investment, and uh, you had uh, briefly mentioned that um, uh, we we take away the travel, we reduce training time. Um, uh, there's, there's no need for the classroom. The technology uh, is in-house. So those are some really good points. Yeah, yeah. And then we talked about uh, that it can be fun or it cannot be fun. Uh, obviously, if you have uh, uh, life and death situations with safety, um, it's, it's okay to be fun at some point, but you have to be safe. So, Yeah, it's, it's understood that uh, if the it, people will comprehend and retain mm -hmm. information better, if it's an enjoyable uh, experience at some right. point of some way or point in time and it's pl more pleasurable that they'll, they'll be more apt to do it and more often yeah it, one of my favorite uh, analogies of if, if training is palatable it feels good tastes good and looks good you'll do it again so that that is perfect part. that's yeah, it mm -hmm. absolutely we talked about uh, it's less dangerous i don't have to put somebody on a machine or in a dangerous situation that that's uh that's huge in the world of safety mm -hmm. um and we also allowed for uh, repetition um and and then in our second segment we talked about how we can use data points which to me was incredible it's an amazing tool that i could go back to my clients and say we did this training and here's how fast it went and here's how how we tracked progress on there that that that's a huge, huge selling point right. for, for companies who are paying for this training. Yeah, and if, if you had to say, if you asked me 10, 15, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. what would be the uh, best application of use for the virtual reality technology? I'd have to say safety training. It just, it just is. 
I, it's exciting <laughs> for me to, as a safety professional, mm-hmm. um, it is really exciting for me to be able to look back and say, I can, I can monitor these key points and adapt the training to get better impact on it. In our final session, we were talking, uh, before we began the recap, we started talking about uh, uh, the tech savviness and uh, uh, that there's challenges out there. Um, and, and you um, uh, were very uh, uh, compelling in saying that, that the training is adaptable. Uh, certain generations pick up quicker than other ones, mm-hmm. but it is certainly uh, uh, doable for all uh, uh, levels of skill. Yeah, that's one of the advantages we've had of being around for so long, so many years and experiencing in, in different types of application, different industries, mm-hmm. even the public, we have virtual reality um, venues where people were coming in. So we got to, to understand the reactions of people who've never done virtual reality before, right. done it once or twice or done 50 times, um, and understanding those finer aspects of it through just years and years of experience have been very helpful. Lance, thank you so much for your time. We're going to wrap up our our podcast uh, uh, on virtual reality and training in the metaverse. Uh, We hope that you follow uh, back up with us as our next series of podcasts are going to uh, talk about more in-depth topics on virtual reality and training in the metaverse. I'm Tim Neubauer, and this is Lance Loesberg.